0: Welcome to the show today. Today, we want to give you a little perspective. Me and my brother have worked through many topics trying to raise young athletes, and I think we've got a little bit of an idea or a discussion on what all young athletes should know. Yeah.
1: I I think that that's the question. That's the question to be asked. Like, you were a young athlete. Sure. You went really far into it. I was more the, you know, I did school stuff here and there, but I wasn't trying to get big. You were trying to get big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What
1: was what was something that everyone in that realm should know getting into it? You know,
0: the old cliche thing, live in the moment, mm-hmm. is a big part of it. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit more. But uh, I think the idea of working extremely hard, trying to be the best that you can be at the sport, should be the only focus in every athlete. And I don't mean that you compare yourself to everyone on the team and realize that maybe you don't stack up well. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that... Uh, you just know that you may not take it to the next level if there's room for improvement on your own self, athleticism, mm-hmm. in all facets. That should be that should be the only focus of trying to just be the best that you can be. And the reason why I say that is because it, it's taken me in tremendously different
1: areas in my life. Okay, so it's I am not saying it sounds depressing, but I was expecting to hear something like. You know what, if you want to be, you know, if you want to go into the MLB. Here's the cheat code. This, this is, is the what thing I didn't do and should have done.
0: Boom. No, you're not no. giving that at all. No, I. you know, it, it, you've you've probably heard this advice before from people, but as you live life and you become wiser, you, you really do see kind of what it means to be the best at something, whether you're trying to create a podcast or be a YouTuber or do the journey of becoming the absolute best at something on your way there, you will become so much greater and get Farther along than you ever thought you would.
1: You okay, know? so staying, staying in the athletics, staying as like that baseball yeah. player that wants to get better, um, he's shooting. You know, he's shooting high. I want to be an MLB player, and you're saying don't necessarily do this thing. Don't right. don't change your arm angle in this way, or the best way to be a 99-mile-per-hour pitcher is going to be to make sure you explode on your front. None of that – we're not talking technique. We're talking full head space.
0: Well, it's kind of weird. Yeah, It's your mental approach because when I went through baseball, I thought from day one I was a 6'4", skinny lefty, and I was one of the shoo best it. in, in my young it. generation. And as I got a little bit older and played with better and better competition – All of a sudden, I got in a weird headspace of trying to duplicate what every other athlete was doing. So this is not something that I knew along the way. Mm -hmm. I tested arm angles. I tried to duplicate what a a guy that maybe could throw 92 mile an hour and I was low 80s or, or even slower at some points when I was changing arm angles. I was willing to try everything under the sun Mm -hmm. and found that, oh, that didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't work. And rather than trying to really focus on my own abilities and kind of optimize my performance, I found myself trying to be what I wasn't over and over and over. Mm -hmm. But literally trying to be the best at every element taught me so much. So imagine I'm a three-quarter guy, right? Mm -hmm. In high school, I tried to be over the top because right. most everyone that was better than me was real twelve six. They threw heavy balls, and they threw with a lot of velocity. So mm-hmm. I tried, and it diminished my mile per hour because that's not my arm slot. Right. I could not throw over the top like right. that. Then as time went on, I kind of had a bit of an elbow injury, and I went into college and did different things and still was messing with arm angles, but my elbow injury was just – it
1: took so long to figure out that I had a nerve problem. So hold on. So you you start out this, this journey in – a single arm angle, you swap it up and realize that's not good. And rather than go back to home, you're deciding I'm going to go even further. Well, I thought that I would be
0: more of a slinger. So I started going more sidearm and then my elbow was just completely toast. And then I would throw anywhere where it didn't hurt.
1: So now <laughs> now you're letting pain be your dictator. Yeah.
0: I mean, unfortunately, that's really what happened. Like my elbow was hurting so much at a lower three quarters. So mm-hmm. I went back to over the top. And then when I dropped down even more, I just my whole arm would go numb, I had to get a nerve transposition surgery. But after my surgery was kind of crazy is like as soon as I started rehabbing, and I went to the summer league, where uh, I, would say, I wouldn't say I would say it's like a no-name league, but it wasn't a big collegiate league. Mm-hmm. But I got to play. My arm finally felt great again. And I had some of the best times that I've ever had. I threw, I think, something crazy like 160 innings in the summer, you know, just nonstop, which every is, fourth or fifth is day. a lot. Is that a little for a summer league? Like, I don't uh, know. That, that would be a lot. I mean, a reliever might get 30. I mean, I was starting every fourth day and throwing the whole game, basically. Right. I mean, it was – I was throwing a, a ton and had a great time with it. Um, and as I transitioned – into kind of force my way into another school. And as soon as I transitioned to that school, it was like, what do I got to do to be the best? Yeah, now, I only now got, I've got a new group. I've only got two years left in my collegiate deal. I got to get, you know, low
1: nineties. So what am I willing to do to get low nineties? So it so I'm hearing two different things here. Uh, first one I want to dive into is uh, you kind of have mentioned that you looking back now, and maybe I'm hearing this wrong. Your favorite time was during that summer ball league when you kind of didn't have the the big goal in front of you, but you did have the joy of, of actually pitching a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I, I to be quite honest, when you get to play, it's always funner. You know, if you're all on right. a if you're on a super competitive team and you're not really playing all that much, it's you're not going to get any better. First of all, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know that big dream drives you to get to the the ultimate level of what you can achieve. Mm-hmm. But if I would have known maybe that like hey, your genetics, your skill level, your specialty, stick to that mm-hmm. and just optimize how good you can be in that, I would have had such a I would have had so much more fun playing baseball knowing that this angle isn't going to help. This angle isn't going to help. This isn't going to help. Your training is, you know, I was training so hard six, seven days a week, definitely overtraining, learned all about that as time went on. Like I was always an all or nothing person. And it,
1: it taught me a ton of perspective and specialty and the whole deal. But what's well, funny, so I'm hearing you say this and it sounds like my favorite time throwing is when I was just doing it, whatever felt natural and good. It was the first time I threw that didn't hurt. Right. <laughs> in so, like two years. So boom, that's my, that's my best time. Looking back, yeah. best memories. Yeah. But it also sounds like you're your experience chasing down other people's styles uh, completely changed how you experienced your collegiate career as well. Like what part of that maybe became the impetus to your new looking back, just enjoy wherever you're at? Well, it's
0: interesting because it taught me to be insanely analytical of biomechanics. Okay. It, It taught me how to analyze a movement and be able to articulate it, understand it. Now, whether or not your athletic abilities can give you what you need out of that movement, mm-hmm. that's on a personal level. But it's kind of helped me be a great coach. It's helped me understand training and nutrition to the uh, the highest level. Because, because
1: when you break, you uh, need to repair. I
0: had to, yeah, I had to learn all these things to try to achieve the greater goal. Mm-hmm. But if, you were, if I were to give any advice to a young kid, mm-hmm. it's understand what you are, what you're capable of, where your athletic natural abilities are and then just sit in that hole and try to be the best at it that you can be. Try to make your body stronger, try to optimize your abilities and then see where the cards fall rather than thinking you're inadequate that guys doing something that you just don't know about. Everybody's body I'm do his thing now. Yeah, everybody's body torques differently. Everybody's got a different niche, a different thing that they can do best. Mm-hmm. Now whether or not you're going to be a, a 99 guy, unfortunately, those guys you know that when they're 15 because they're already doing that. They're already. They're already. They're pushing already 90s. doing that. You know. So it's kind of a, an, an interesting thing that over time you kind of learn where that pocket is. That if I was a high schooler and you would tell me that, hey, if you're throwing eighty miles an hour and you're fifteen, you probably aren't ever going to throw ninety four. But if you get really good at your mechanics and optimizing the way you move, mm-hmm. you might have an awesome collegiate career, having a great time, getting super confident in your motion getting super confident in your stuff and probably not injured and probably not exactly working things and and appreciate every moment and know that maybe just maybe you're not going to be the 96 guy but maybe you're an 88 guy and have a blast in college
1: Mm -hmm. you know and might might not make the mlb or anything like that but you've at least hit a spot where your stride is not just comfortable it's like enjoyable Right, it's better than comfortable. It, it it's still going to be hard. Right, like just because you're throwing in your slot and just because you're doing those things, I'm assuming doesn't mean that you weren't going to your trainings. Didn't mean that you weren't out on the field. You know, four times a week minimum. It didn't right. mean any of those things.
0: Well, that that's what I always thought. That's what's the double edged sword with the advice. It's the the cliche. Do everything as hard as physically possible. Take it to the limits. Give it your all. And yes, but it may not work out the way that you plan mm-hmm. to do it. So it's almost appreciate the little things kind of all in tandem in this one ball of
1: advice is right. You know, kind of hard to swallow when you're in the middle of it. You know what I mean? So the, the other thing I'm hearing out of this, which I think is maybe the more important part is you're, you're describing what it looked like to pursue an MLB career. You were pursuing the highest level and uh, along the way that didn't end up happening, but instead you've, you're now where you are because of that pursuit right sure
0: it's kind of interesting like uh, i didn't really know of course if i could have played in the mlb and had the ability to could throw harder and all those things i would have loved to have done i don't take anything away from anybody striving for that goal i mean Mm. you got to be driven by something someone's going to make it yeah and unfortunately for me i it's not that you change what you were hoping to achieve but you know, you got to have a positive outlook on life and you got to find what you're great at as well. Mm -hmm. And on the way, I learned that I had a great understanding of biomechanics. I was great at anatomy. I was great at understanding how to program. I really liked the training aspect of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of found myself towards the end of it, like, you know, I just, I don't really care to change my mechanics anymore. Mm -hmm. I think this is where I'm going to be. And I got obsessed with training. Mm -hmm. Love the aspect of learning how to make things get better, learn how to build muscle, learning how to be more athletic. And and it doesn't always, you know, I feel like we talk about fitness and things a lot. And any time that anybody looks at this, like, oh, we. You're not super
1: jacked or anything, but... i am meaning to talk to you about that. You look pretty small
0: these right, days. Right, right, right. But, you know, I've never really looked at it as like, you know, are you trying to be a bodybuilder are you trying to be an athlete? Are you trying to mm. be functional? Can you can a, every bodybuilder rack out 60 pull-ups? You know, like, it, right. it kind of just depends on where you find value and what you're trying to achieve. You know, if you're not trying to be a bodybuilder, which I think most men in their 40s, 50s, 60s probably aren't even trying to do. No. But there's a whole level of fitness involved in that world that you know, a lot of them pro- probably aren't doing and could be. Yeah. And the same thing goes for those young kids, you know, young kids that are training for athletics. The blend of the internet mentality of bodybuilding has entered so much into sport training mm-hmm. that it's kind of dangerous. You well, don't need a 14
1: me, year old. Try- tell me this. Cause I, I, this, I remember this moment when you were growing up how many times when you were in the gym doing the weightlifting part, were you more working on your vanity muscles than your pitching muscles? Well, the,
0: yeah, I say I say all of these things <laughs> right. because I have experienced them. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you train for bodybuilding, guess what? Your shoulder hurts bad when you try to pitch. <laughs> Weird. Weird, right? But if you do too many biceps and you are you got a long day on the bump the next day and your biceps killing you to throw curveballs, it, it's an issue.
1: You know? Right, so new, new answer to the original question, which is like, you know what all high school athletes should know it's ignore the bodybuilding advice on youtube yeah yeah i mean but truly it's
0: uh you know the specialty of training there's so many segments to train that it's kind of crazy the the idea that you look super buff and jacked or whatever doesn't mean you're going to be any better at your sport at all
1: at all i mean unless it's basketball because you need bolder shoulders to play basketball that's a (laughs) fact that is a fact
0: well, there's a lot of them that uh, get a little, you know, a little wide. But uh, yeah, uh,
1: all right. So here's the. I like this. I like this topic. I like this question. I like this space. Um, but one of the things that I that I keep circling back as you're talking is like this idea that I shot for MLB and I ended up somewhere else. And I think that is. I think a lot of people get really discouraged when they don't succeed at whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. But sure, you've not had that experience. You stayed positive. You've stayed.
0: Well, you know, it's not all, it's all just roses and everything. You had, you you have your depressing moments where you realize that reality, something you've been working towards for 25 years, isn't going to work out. But, you know, on the, on the same token, the grind of training, the grind of learning the, the, you know, I had elbow surgery and that made me have to get my master's. Mm -hmm. I probably would have never done that if it wasn't for that. Right. Um,
1: and, and that was because you had to extend your, yeah, your had playing to, time. Yeah.
0: I had to get another year. And, uh, luckily my, our parents, you know, drove us to always take the college classes when you could in high school. So mm-hmm. I had always done that and was ahead of the curve. So the only way that I had eligibility to even attempt this was to begin my master's. Some people got to go for five years anyway. Mm-hmm. I was already done with a double major. So I had to do something. Right. So, you know, some of those things, you just never know where the path will take you. But the grind of me trying to be the absolute best at everything that I could do mm-hmm. made it to where I was in a whole different place that I didn't end up. And after the depression of not Man, accomplishing that goal, Man, I'm not going to be able to do this. Well, after that really sunk in and you look
1: at the cards, you're like, I'm in a pretty good spot. So right, it uh, did that. Know. So did that change maybe now? that was you know when you're a teenager growing up and 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 young adult does that change now maybe how you set your goals i
0: think now it's a little bit of like um before it might have just been ignorance mm-hmm. and now it's a little bit of structured Directional ignorance. You know, that's a great way to say it. Okay. Like, like when you're young, you kind of, if you're young and dumb, you just try really hard because you think you can achieve greatness. Of course, I can be in the MLB, which is fine. That's one way to look at it. I hope you, you know, go for it. Do it all out. And then as you get a little older and you don't achieve all your goals, it's not that it has to be depressing. As long as you look at it from the point of view of, like, what did you become great at? What can you offer Mm -hmm. for other people for quality of life? Can you help anyone else? Can you? can you create anything that can generate an income out of something you really enjoy doing, you know? Um, and you just kind of reevaluate and then you pick something that's maybe more of an educated direction mm-hmm. and then you still just shoot for the moon and do it blindly. I mean, right. I
1: was going to say, cause every time I've seen you pivot and, and pick a new topic, pick a new avenue of employment or anything like that, the, the, the company that you project yourself into is like the top of the line. Like, uh, you know, I'm thinking about and looking into Joe Rogan while I'm thinking about podcast. Oh, you know, I'm thinking about and doing all these things with like uh, Tony Horton when I'm doing some of my uh, when I'm doing some of my exercise equipment sales and things like that. Like right. every single time you're 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 picturing the top and you're no offense. You're never hitting it. Right. 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 But
0: why build KBans in 2011 or 10? Mm-hmm. Didn't know how to write any code, didn't know how to do anything, but I was looking at competition. I'm looking at all these beautiful looking websites. Mm-hmm. Well done. And all I did was start learning how to write code. I was I like, want I it need to, I want it I to need, look like that. I need to make a website. I'm all in on this training thing. I. I wish that I would have known more information when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make drill after drill after drill. And there's not a kid that's not going to know what to do. If they just
1: show up on YouTube and follow your stuff. Yep.
0: I'm going to give you everything that you would need to know. And, uh, that's kind of where it started. And then I learned how to write code, built a website and website builders these days. I mean, if anybody has something that they think they can sell website, making these days is very easy. It's not very difficult to do. And, Mm -hmm.
1: um, but it's, this coming from somebody who's self like taught. Like you were yeah. not taught coding in in college. You're nope. not taught website development or, or building in college anything like that. No, you, I
0: learned the nuts and bolts of it, it was all the anatomies and sci- you know all, all the the physiologies and how to move and the exercise yeah. benefits. I mean, my background ended up being what I was doing to achieve the goal that I didn't quite make right. cuz I didn't have that level of natural abilities and the expertise kind of came from the other side of it. But so
1: then you've got that sitting in the background and you just need a space to be able to expose the world to that knowledge. And so then you need to develop that space. And so you go and you learn to look
0: at, yeah, I had to look at what mediums existed, you know, websites, YouTube was a, a great way to get information out. And, just now that the podcasting stuff, I've kind of almost embraced that so much, and almost blindly, there's what millions and millions and millions of podcasts I read some statistic where and
1: everybody's starting one like i I know at least five of my friends that are all starting podcasts yeah it's it's a
0: it's a fun thing to do um if you enjoy conversating with someone, but once again, just like every other thing that I've ever done, it's what's the chances that it's like the best of the best I don't know, but
1: But as we've talked about this thing, you, you constantly point and, and we constantly dissect, you know, people like Joe Rogan, people that have very successful podcasts and very successful interviews and things. And that's always the goal. That's always the thing you're aiming for. That's always the stuff like that. But it doesn't ever seem now that like, if you don't achieve that, you'll be upset. In fact, it almost seems like I, I expect to achieve. Yeah. 10, 20, a hundred X lower than that, but that is still great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, you said it perfectly. I mean, (laughs) you know, when you're young and dumb, Mm -hmm. right. You, you shoot for the moon and you expect to hit it. Right. And then after you don't hit it a couple of times, you can interpret that as, well, I'm a failure, or you kind of find out that you were in an upper echelon of athletes in your world and you had a great run at it and now you're doing X, you know, if you look at it from the podcasting world or any other endeavor that a young, you know, aspiring business person or athlete has to be, you know, that's where that appreciate the in between comes from. Because once you pick what you want to do mm-hmm. and you analyze the great ones, whether it be sports, whether it be broadcasting, whether it be podcasting, whether it be uh, this day and age, what the user looking at YouTube creators, mm-hmm. you analyze the model, you figure out what they're doing to be the best at it. And then if that's something that really drives passion behind what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you take it as far as you can take it and you become the absolute best at it.
1: Yeah, you emulate the best and then you make it yours. Make it more like you. Right, right. And if you can
0: find, you know, even with making this podcast, I had the idea that I hope that my grandkids and grandkids' grandkids could watch podcast episodes and understand their grandpa from like, They get it. What was
1: he thinking? Why did he think to do that?
0: Yeah, not just like telling you something, but they get the the nuts and bolts of like, I didn't just tell you that you should, hey, when you're in high school, go for it and work really hard. Mm -hmm. You're going to go, man, I've listened to like a hundred episodes from my grandpa and I understand what he means by that now.
1: I also I'm, like that in your mind, your grandkids are going to listen to a hundred episodes of you. Probably shoot. a thousand. I mean, we're, <laughs> we, we've
0: got a bunch of them going, they're either going to hate it all together, or, but it, you know, that that's kind of the, the drive for me is I want it to be like, I want it to be insightful for youth. You know, when yeah. I was growing up, if I would have known exactly what to do, I don't think that you could have convinced me to do anything but that. You know, if you told me how many reps and sets, not a problem all day long. If you told me I had to sleep 12 hours, I'd have slept 12 hours. If you had told me any information that I could have got my hands on, I would have done exactly that. So if there's any kids out there like that, that's what kbaines was. Gotcha. I, I made exactly
1: what you should be doing to you, understand you how tried to run to faster fix the problems that you had. Yeah, I mean, we, uh,
0: in essence I optimized my subpar natural abilities mm-hmm. into being a pretty decent pitcher that got to go farther than I probably should have been able to naturally because I was so obsessed with trying to be an MLB player that I optimized my own abilities exponentially.
1: I think the obsession thing is, is a really interesting aspect of this. You, you uh, heard of Angela Duckworth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's a psychologist that uh, does the... The grit uh, gal. The grit gal, yeah, exactly. Um, And her entire thing is like this idea that somebody can be so obsessed with a topic that even the sucky parts, even the parts that are not fun to grind on, even the stuff that like... uh, It takes such grit to do that thing because uh, it's awful. It's kind of funny that she sums this up in this word, Mm -hmm. you know
0: what I mean? Like, I don't know another way that you go about it, but like, grit means... Four paragraphs of information. Right. You know what I mean?
1: But I think the weird part is, I think to the outside person listening to what you went through, oh, man, it must have taken a lot of grit to take something that you didn't naturally have and just get in there into the gym and do these things that seem awful over and over again. But to you, to hear you describe it, no, it wasn't, that wasn't hard. I mean, it was difficult on my body. It was difficult on my mentality, but it wasn't hard to get the motivation to do this. Sure. Sure. And that's kind of where Angela Duckworth points. She's like exceptional athletes, exceptional people, um fantastic physicists. All these people I'm exceptional? Well, well, hey, you had yeah. the you had the opportunity. Heard it here, heard it here. Had the opportunity. You really squandered it. But nevertheless, like <laughs> the idea that she focuses on is the obsession. The obsession makes it so that you you are you are unable to feel the grit that other people would doing that. Like, oh man, you just got to put your nose to the grindstone and push. You, yeah, putting my nose to the grindstone and pushing was my passion. I love doing that. And so her, she hasn't asked this question, or at least I've never heard her try and answer it. Can a person become that way, or is a certain percentage of the population built like you where I can be obsessed with something and I can punish myself to the ends of the earth, and as long as it was still in the pursuit of the goal I had, I never felt the punishment?
0: I don't know. I, it's tough because it, it kind of just depends on how bad you want something. You know, like the idea of, you know, if you took a mom Mm -hmm. and the mom wanted to save her kids, I bet that mom would be pretty darn capable of doing probably some extremely courageous things.
1: I mean, you hear about moms lifting vans off of kids. You hear about uh, moms and dads, like, all of a sudden becoming doctors in their kids' specific field of, like, torture through medicine. You know, like, oh, yeah, no, I learned about cancer because my kid had cancer and I was determined to keep my kid alive right became a freaking doctor because of that yeah i mean that's
0: impressive that's a, and, and this is not near those realms but I, I think that you can become anything you want to be but you know this is becoming some kind of cliche like motivational whatever yeah, i but, feel like all we but, need but, is a
1: star going across the yeah, top that says the more you know yeah, little <laughs> firework <laughs> things in the background perfect
0: no, but if you think about it, it's like you could anybody could do it. It's just a matter of do you really want it? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just don't really find what they truly want out of things. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you don't know that you what what's the ultimate level of want? Are you wanting a lot of money? Right. Are you wanting to help people? Are you wanting what what is the What's my, real thing at the what's top of the hierarchy?
1: Thing that makes me happy or yeah. makes me motivated.
0: Well, I mean, for for example, uh, I wanted to be an MLB player and all that training and all those things that I went for. You know, did I want to do that? No, but I really believe that it would get me to my goal. Mm-hmm. So it's almost maybe maybe the idea is make a hierarchy of the goal set. What's the mm-hmm. ultimate goal? Where do you want to be and what could actually get you to it? Maybe, maybe that's just what drives the obsession is because you clearly know what you want to achieve. If you don't really know what you want to achieve,
1: then there's no grit involved. Right. I was going to say, I think we probably we should probably spend some time looking through just goal setting. Like now I've, I've got a couple books I need to get in to read and, and kind of follow into that realm. Because I do think there's something more deep about how does a person set the right kind of goals to motivate through the suck. And yeah. cause that's, that's ultimately what some of these higher and like, like you've admitted, I don't think I should have been as high as I was as far as like accomplishment within the sport, because you don't feel like maybe you were naturally as gifted as you were, but the drive to become that put you well outside of what your norm would have been. And it, it elevated you. Sure. So something is true about that goal setting. I mean, that, I didn't I didn't creation. even
0: I didn't even have an offer to play college baseball. I went to probably 30 showcases in 2 years. My mom was driving me all over the whole country trying mm. to go to these showcases and things to get a shot. And basically it happened because I made it happen. Right. I so went to every showcase I could. I talked to every coach I could. You know, you want to be out you want to be an introvert and not talk to anybody? How bad do you want your goal? You better go talk to that coach. Right. You know, that's a little intimidating as a sixteen year old I got to go talk to this head coach because I need him to give me a shot, yeah you know, so hey, invite me out to your place,
1: let yeah. me see your facilities, let me do a thing yeah, hey, mm-hmm. while I'm there, can I pitch for you
0: well you you become something that you have to be because of a goal mm-hmm. and you know I don't know it's mm. the the idea of goal setting probably just as much as like you can be ignorant and dumb and run for it, or you can you know just all these things kind of go in tandem it's I think The upper level, the upper echelon of your goal is probably what makes that obsession or that grit. Mm -hmm. To answer your question, grit is really just the most strongest goal that you could complete. And then it's how much do you want it? I mean, I've made, I want to say 13 or 1400 YouTube videos now. I don't remember where it is. Drills for every single category. I first started with just doing general working out speed and agility. And then I was like, well, I keep getting these comments and questions about what about baseball players. So then I started going down baseball players just specifically make mm-hmm. sure I'm talking to you guys. Then it went to volleyball just doing different aspects and different sports so that everybody knew what they were going to do when they needed to work out and they were right. a kid. So my ultimate goal was I wanted youth athletes mm-hmm. to be able to achieve their goal and go to college. Right what to achieve their goal and play pro well you gotta you gotta know the grind i'm real good at the grind right i mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I trained the grind and i know the grind let me tell you how to do the grind and if and you've, you've got the
1: passion you... you can use
0: these techniques yeah. and get down the road yeah so in essence i'm kind of like uh my passion was educating the grind so that every kid could achieve their goal
1: Right, because in all honesty, the last thing you want to do is to spend a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of energy uh, grinding in the wrong direction. Right. That, the, that to me, would be the most frustrating thing. If I have this goal and I have this obsession that I really want to hit, and I find that I've been totally grinding in the wrong direction, like, that would be disheartening. Like, I'd quit right there, right? So I had a
0: I had a pop-up net in high school, and I started to throw too hard for mom and her a little... Broke down gloves. I remember remember she'd come back in
1: like shaking the hand, like bruised. Like you bruised her hand multiple times. Yeah, so
0: when I first started trying to throw over the top, the first round of that, I would throw three buckets into this net every day. And I had like 60 baseballs. So I would be launching heaters at this net over the top, over the top over the top felt so weird felt so silly but you know you practice 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 practice, practice it kind of becomes more natural mm-hmm. but i couldn't find much velocity over the top mm-hmm. it was kind of odd because you get out there and you'd throw a long toss and the ball would travel farther because it had better rotation mm-hmm. so at that time there wasn't mile per hour guns all the time so i sure. thought i was getting more velocity by doing this because i could throw it way farther right had better rotation on the ball turns out it was just carrying through yeah, the air better yeah and little did i know that that would have been a nice nugget to know
1: <laughs> you know right. what i mean it, it's the same reason of why like a really good four seamer seems to have a little rise to it when you throw it over the top hard. right yeah I, I
0: just like to me as a 12 year old if someone would have been hey you're not throwing as hard go go back and do what you were doing like wait what but look are it you ca- sure it carries further we're playing long, you see that we were playing long toss and it was like doing the thing throwing it a country mile and it was farther yeah it's you know some of those kind of things have been a nice to know you know a little little tip just get a little tip just a little tip (laughs) so we've got grind endlessly but Mm -hmm. really i think we kind of discovered it's it's the ultimate goal right what's the goal behind it all is really what
1: drives it when i really like the idea that you kind of projected of like hey i'm shooting i'm shooting for the moon i'm shooting for the moon and then i didn't hit the moon but i'm still up in space like i'm still i still have the sight of space now like i didn't hit my target but look how high i am right so when you set a goal that's that's up there and and you have a passion to, and an obsession to follow after it, you're still going to end up so high because it's the drive is taking you there. Whereas if you have low goals or you have things that don't maybe motivate you to the same degree, it's like sitting there saying like, I've, I've got an idea. I want to, I want to shoot to the clouds. And then you just end up in the trees. Like you're not hitting the same height because your goal wasn't something that carried the weight.
0: Well, the difference too, you, you got to think, okay, so if you want to play college athletics or did you just go to practice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So if yes. I'm going to practice and yeah, I got to practice on Saturday. So I went to practice. Mm-hmm. Well, was your goal to play in college? Your week's a little bit different than just going right. to practice on Saturday. It's you funny know? you say
1: that. Cause I was talking to my, my son is, is getting into soccer and he considered himself a pretty good soccer player. Um, but as he plays other much better soccer players, I think he's starting to get this pessimistic view of himself that maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. And we're at this weird crux of like, is this the moment that he gets the passion to say, well, what does it take to be as good a soccer player as I intend to be the training, the effort, the extra hours, the, or I just really like playing soccer whenever I get an opportunity and that's fine too. And so when I go to practice, I practice. And when I go to the game, I go to the game. I won't be, you know, the next, Ronaldo I won't be the next Messi because I don't my passion is not to be the uber soccer player my passion is just to really enjoy soccer with my friends well and
0: that's where I kind of think that maybe the goal of being the best that you can be for mm-hmm. youth athletes would be a, a a more safe place to be I mean rather than comparing yourself all the time mm-hmm. I know it kind of seems silly but if you know that you can't dribble the soccer ball down the field as fast as you can sprint mm-hmm well, maybe you should just try there first. Okay, getting then, into the dribbling. Then you, yeah, like it, all of a sudden now I'm faster than I've ever been able to dribble. Can mm-hmm. can I score from half field? I can't kick it that far.
1: Now we got. Have you ever on... seen
0: someone kick it that far? Well, maybe you should practice and see how far you can kick it. Right.
1: Can you can get you... your leg mechanics up to accomplish these goals that that accomplish your bigger goal?
0: Right. And it, then you kind of find whether or not. I just find that maybe you would have more joy in it. Thinking back if I was a kid, mm-hmm. would I have had more in-the-moment joy or victories as I knew that I was getting better? Or is it still just, you know, that, that was my pitfall of always trying to, oh, maybe they got a secret. Let me try it. Yeah, I was always willing to try every single edge? angle. Like, let me try what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh you can't really do that with biomechanics, you know what I mean? It right. doesn't work quite like that.
1: yeah, if your angle is a different angle because your muscles don't attach in the same place, you're just not going to do the same thing right. And you know that's kind of, uh, those are things that I learned is
0: on the way as all.
1: no, know? I like it. i I think it's a great you know conversation to have about uh, all that. I want to get back into it in another episode on just like, hey, what does goal setting look like for purpose? right? And what does goal setting look like for, you know, shooting the moon? Sure. um but, I, I think – I mean, I've learned a lot, and I already knew mo- – like, I thought I knew most of this. I, I didn't know half of this about you.
0: Yeah, really. Huh. Well,
1: good to know. Hey, thanks for
0: listening. Uh, check out our uh, channel and uh, follow along. Share this with a young athlete if you think they need to hear some of these things. Uh, learned a lot going through life trying to get motivated, so maybe it'll help them too.
1: Ooh, don't forget, if you are a young person you're looking for something else to watch, we've got a video up here that is about uh, what job you should have as a, as a high schooler. <laughs>